0: This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today on Valley Views, we're visiting with Brian Anderson, who's the airport board chairman, and we're going to be talking about the Silver West Airfest, which is August 12th. Brian, welcome back to the program. Thank you, Gary. Glad to be here. Now, I always like these interviews. We're always talking about, bit of technology and cool vehicles, if you will. How old were you when you started flying?
1: I actually had my very first flight uh, when I was nine years old. My dad uh, was a big aviation enthusiast and uh, bought me a ride with an instructor when I was nine. (laughs) And where was that? That was in East Tennessee, Johnson City, Tennessee.
0: Okay. And what captured your interest in flying early on? Well, my
1: dad was a huge supporter. Back in the early 60s, I was uh, such a fan of the space race, the uh, Mercury, Gemini, and Apollo missions, and I always just wanted to be part of that in some way,
0: even if it was at a lower altitude. (laughs) Now, for those unfamiliar with Silver West Airport, tell us a little bit about that facility. The Silver
1: West Airport is located about eight miles to the south of West Cliff and Silver Cliff on Highway 69. We've seen the airport enjoy uh, uh, some growth over the years in terms of infrastructure, the facilities, and the, the number of uh, occupants that we have out there. We have some 20 hangars and 20ish airplanes uh, stationed here locally, some of which come and go as the as snowbirds do here. But we've recently upgraded the runway with a new coating. We were a beta test case for the CDOT, Colorado Division of Transportation, Department of Transportation, and the Division of Aeronautics. We uh, actually have a new coating on our runway. It's the first one in Colorado, and it's really holding up well, and we received a very large grant from the Division of Aeronautics to do that.
0: Now, the runway is quite long, it seems to me. Just
1: less than 7,000 feet. And, of course, we need this at the elevation we're at. In pilot terms, uh, we deal with a phenomenon called density altitude or lack thereof. And as the temperature and pressure changes and the altitude, the air is much, much thinner up here. So it's very difficult on people to breathe and airplanes to breathe and uh, for the airplanes to get airborne.
0: So expand on that a little bit. If one is taking off and flying at 8,000 feet, how is that different from sea level?
1: Of course, your uh, takeoff distance is quite a bit longer. And also the power available to the airplane because the air is much thinner in terms of the engine trying to breathe, just like a human would try to breathe, It's the, there's much less oxygen available. So uh, the airplane doesn't develop as much power at these altitudes. A little
0: more about the airport. How is it run? How is it
1: managed? We have a uh, a, a team of volunteers that are board members for the uh, Custer County Airport. We have some seven members. Plus, we have a new airport manager, Clyde Butler, who's doing a great job of uh, making sure our facilities are maintained properly. And it's our first time of really having a county employee that's part-time, albeit but uh, supporting the airport as a manager.
0: And who owns the airport? Uh, The
1: people of Custer County own the airport. And uh, it's supported through our county commissioners and uh, the folks that come out and visit the airport and also the the flyers that come in, buy fuel, that supports the airport, as well as the ground leases on the hangars that are out there.
0: Now, in a large airport, there'd be a control tower, there'd be traffic controllers, etc. How does one manage as a pilot locally here? Well,
1: there's a concept in aviation called see and avoid, and there's also (laughs) uh, hear and avoid. You check in on the designated frequency for the Silver West Airport, make your radio calls at specific times, and that alerts anyone coming into the area that there are other aircraft in the area using the runway.
0: Uh, that makes perfect sense. Uh, let's talk a bit about the Airfest coming up. Uh, that's August 12th. And I remember a f- just a few years ago, it was a pretty modest event. Uh, last time I was there, there were hundreds of people. Take us as far back as you can remember and contrast how it was then with uh, what folks might anticipate this time.
1: Well, we're really excited about how the Airfest has grown over the years. The fly-in began, oh, early 2000s, and I, I remember when the county building was first delivered and, and certified, we had the grand opening out there, there were about 10, maybe 12 people out there and no airplanes. It was a foggy day in the <laughs> in the fall, and from that, we've grown to last year, we estimated we had six to 800 people out, we had over 30 airplanes, two helicopters old World War II vintage airplanes, uh, more modern airplanes as well. And it w- it's really have, has become a go-to event
0: for the county. And as far as the airport board goes, what's the objective of having the Airfest? The objective of
1: having the Airfest is to share this facility in a more open way with folks within the state and our county, and some fly in from surrounding states. We've been supported by the Custer County Tourism Board, and uh, that board gives us a grant each year competing with other events in the county, and we advertise external to the county as well as internally to bring people in to see what a great facility uh, we have here in the county. That facility is used by search and rescue, by Colorado Fire, occasionally by the military helicopters that come in, and uh, life flight. So it's a it's a great facility to have for the people of Custer County and for the state of Colorado.
0: And the air fest has more going on than just planes. You've got food, you've got music. What all goes on? Well, we've expanded it beyond air craft and, and the fly-in and
1: one of the points of rationale for that is the weather and the unpredictability up here so if the airplane couldn't fly in due to weather winds etc we have planned other events to showcase the airfield which would be our free pancake breakfast the gates open at 730 at the airport breakfast is scheduled from 8 to 10 we made over 1,000 pancakes last year, so we'll have pancakes and sausage, and uh, that's all free or provided by our sponsors. And again, we expect somewhere around uh, 800 people this year. We've also got live music that will be uh, played throughout the day. The schedule for that is upcoming, and we have about five bands that will be playing with us. And in addition to the bands, we have several craft vendors that will be there. We have over a dozen vendors that will show up. They'll be setting up their tents and uh, displaying their crafts. We also have, uh, in addition to our 8 to 10 a.m. free breakfast, we have lunchtime food trucks. Uh, Mountain Pass Panini will be there. A Mexican tamale truck will be there. Burritos and Tacos by Natalie Huskin. And our local Wet Mountain uh, Valley fire department is going to serve uh, hot dogs as well so there's a lot going on out there from airplanes to music the free pancake breakfast and additional food vendors throughout the day for pay-as-you-go and we also have the craft vendors
0: coming out pilots in the mountains get in the air pretty early would you suggest folks getting there early if they want to see the planes come in?
1: Absolutely, Gary. One of the, the things to plan for is while this is an event that will run from when the gates open at 7.30, typically to about 3 p.m., the airplanes come and go very early. So they'll be arriving beginning around 7 a.m., and they usually depart by mid-morning, 10, 10.30, due to weather and winds
0: and the buildup of, of the thunderstorms in the area. Right. So get there early because you can enjoy the pancakes and watch the planes come in.
1: Yes, that's a, it's a great point, Gary, and uh, we would love for, for everyone to be there and to see the airplanes arrive and depart.
0: From where will airplanes arrive, would you guess?
1: Last year we had local flyers, of course, uh, here in the uh, Wet Mountain Valley. Then it expanded out from that to points from Grand Junction, Wyoming, Texas, Oklahoma, So we get flyers that come in from uh, all of our, our neighboring and
0: surrounding states. That's quite the list. And again, that's the Silver West Air Fest, August 12th, starting early in the morning.
1: Yes, we, we crank up early. Gates open at 7.30, pancakes, free pancakes and sausage from 8 till 10 a.m., live music throughout the day, food vendors for lunch. And uh, numerous craft vendors will be out there as well.
0: Great. Let me ask a bit about your flying history. You started early, as you mentioned. What are some of the various chapters in your flying history? I flew
1: in the civilian world until about 1981, and I got into the uh, United States Air Force at that time and was fortunate enough to uh, receive a pilot slot from the Air Force. I flew in the Air Force for over 21 years, uh, primarily focusing on the uh, U-2 Dragon Lady reconnaissance aircraft. I flew that for about 15 years. And after that, uh, I was fortunate enough to um, be hired on by Lockheed Martin, the Skunk Works, as a test pilot for mm-hmm. for that community for, for another decade or so.
0: And Skunk Works at Lockheed Martin is legendary. It is, uh, producing some of
1: the earliest designs of uh, unique aircraft, the F-80 Shooting Star, the uh, F-117, the U-2, and the SR-71, to to name but a few, and now the F-35 and F-22.
0: Uh, U-2 is a famous name. What's it like to fly a plane like that?
1: Uh, it's very unique. It's a very close-knit community. There have just been, since 1955, just over 1,000 pilots We keep track of each other by the date you soloed the airplane because that's such a monumental event uh, in an aviator's career. I happen to be number 510 uh, out of just over a thousand U-2 aviators since 1955. Wow.
0: Now I had the pleasure of viewing your current plane up close and personal. What is that one?
1: The current aircraft that I'm the caretaker of, we always say that, you don't really own anything. You just take care of it for the next generation and the next owner. And It's an AT-6D made by the North American Aircraft Company. It's a 1944 model. It'll be uh, at the Airfest on display, and if the weather supports it, uh, maybe uh, get airborne and, and demonstrate that airplane for the community. North American built the P-51 Mustang during World War II and the X-15 later on and actually built the Apollo capsule or most of it. Uh, so North American has a long history with unique designs, and this aircraft was used to train World War II-era aviators that were following on to aircraft like the P-51, the P-40 Warhawk, the P-38 Lightning,
0: etc. And I was on the Bluff Oog. Couple of weeks ago, maybe I saw your plane over by the rainbow. It's very distinctive in its look,
1: distinctive in its look and also its sound. Uh, of course, it's uh what is termed a conventional aircraft, meaning it has a tail wheel, but it has a Pratt and Whitney radial engine. It, uh, I always say it, uh, it's it's like a Harley with wings. It uh, shakes and smokes, makes a lot of noise, <laughs> and goes slow.
0: <laughs> is there something out there? or something from aviation history that you'd love to fly?
1: I would have loved to have had the opportunity to go into space. I think some of the the accomplishments there, and one of my former colleagues and squadron mates uh, just flew the Virgin Galactic spaceship to to space, Mm. Uh, trying to talk him into being at the Air Fest this year and uh, have him meet some folks and and talk uh, with them. I think anything that... Got high and went fast, uh, I, I would love to be a part of. And I've been fortunate to fly some unique designs over the years, in particular with the Skunk Works. But uh, I just love anything that flies.
0: Any advice for folks out in Radioland? Maybe there's some young person out there thinking, hey, I'd like to check out flying. What advice might you give them?
1: Well, first of all, if it's a dream or a, a passion of yours, uh, never give up. The number of folks that will say no, or the obstacles from finances, uh, from the work ethic that it takes to become an aviator, the currency requirements are are many. However, there are some unique opportunities right now for future aviators, future maintainers, logisticians in aviation. There are ab initio programs where they will take qualified individuals to become from fledgling aviators all the way up to the right seat in an airliner. So if it's a passion or a dream, never give up
0: on it. Good advice. Thanks for that. Once again, the Silver West Airfest is August 12th, starting about 7.30 with uh, pancakes and watching the planes come in.
1: That's correct, Gary. And uh, before we, uh, we sign off here, I would uh, like to mention a few folks that are very key to this. Of course, the airport board and the volunteers out there our airport manager, uh, Shelly Larson, who does our design and helps us with advertising, uh, working in, in uh, concert with the Custer County Tourism Board. We also have a sponsor this year, uh, Platinum Properties Team. Kimberly Salomino and her, and her folks are a sponsor of the Airfest. They'll be sponsoring our coffee bar. So we hope you will come out, visit with us at the Silver West Air Fest. Remember gates open at 7.30, come early and stay throughout the day with us for the flying and the food and
0: the entertainment. And the Silver West Airport, Butler Field, is just south of town by half a dozen miles or so. It is. It's a beautiful drive. Come on out and see us. Brian, before we go, uh, what's that website for more information? You can access it a
1: a couple of ways. There's a QR code on the posters that you will see throughout town and throughout the state. So you can view that QR code that's in the corner of the poster. There's also a website. Visit wetmountainvalley.com, and you can also access what's going on with the uh, airport at any time through the Custer County government page. Follow the links to the airport, and then there's a link in there embedded in that explains what's going on with the Airfest
0: in particular. Great. Brian, thanks for stopping by.
1: Thank you, Gary. Appreciate you.
0: We have been visiting with Brian Anderson, local pilot, and Airport Board Chairman. We've been talking about the Silver West Airfest August 12th. My name's Gary. We'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org valley views is produced by the volunteers of klzr 91.7 fm i'm walking on a rainbow with
1: my feet on solid ground